Hey family, I'm Coach Cass. Welcome to The Hub. So today I have a new clubhouse friend, Vanessa Conde, originally from New York, now in Miami, global VP of marketing. Welcome. Hey, thank you for having me. So excited to be here. Oh man, so happy to have you. So Vanessa, I heard that you've had some crazy ups and downs when it comes to this love journey. So you know what? We're nosy girlfriends. So go ahead. Tell us a little bit about where you've been when it comes to love. So, you know, I've been in Miami for uh, 18 years and I can't believe it's been that long. And it's funny, I'll tell you quickly, I went yesterday morning to have coffee at a new uh, restaurant that opened in Bayside owned by Nicky Jam. I don't know if you know about Nicky Jam. He's like a famous uh, uh, reggaeton singer from Puerto Rico. but, But anyway, so I'm sitting at the coffee bar and this gentleman sits down next to me um, uh, from Chicago, it turns out. And we get to chit-chatting. Nice young gentleman, just moved here in December. And he asked me after we kind of did the basic get to know each other, you know, so how's dating in Miami, right? Because he just arrived. He's like, you know, I've had a couple of dating experiences that were for him, the way he positioned it, a little scary. And I'm kind of trying to navigate through this. So I'm like, it's too early, but I would actually say, do you want to have a drink? Cause this is going to last all day. <laughs> Let me tell you about dating in Miami. So, you know, it's interesting that I'm doing this today. He kind of like set me up for it, you know, prepare for, for my, my stories for today. And, you know, my first thing was keep your eyes open. Mm. And, uh, you know, even for men, you know, you, we, we're looking at it from the perspective of a woman, right? And what we go through, but even men. And he told me some already in what has been here since December, some crazy stories already about the women that he's been meeting. And I'm like, you know, Miami is an interesting melting pot. It's sort of a crossroad uh, for mm-hmm. a lot of people passing through here for a few months here on vacation because we're, you know, a, a tourism destination. And I think that says a lot about, you know, dating in Miami, why people have the experiences they do dating in Miami. It's transient, right? So my experience has been people don't take things too seriously here. Mm-hmm. Everything's for a good time and a sh- on a short time because, it's you today and then someone else tomorrow. And I remember one of the things I said to him was, you know, 10 years ago, maybe I had some better luck, you know, when I was dating in terms of finding, you know, one or two here or there that were kind of in it for, for some, some serious stuff, right? Yeah. Um, but technology over the last 10 years with, so, with social media and dating sites and all of that, I think has made it harder, maybe even worse in a sense, because- mm-hmm. Yeah, because there's so many options, right? Right at your fingertips. You pick up your phone and you swipe away at any given moment when you have some downtime during the day. And a lot of my horror stories lived in Tinder, right? You got to share one of them. Come yeah. on. So, I mean, I, uh, you know, met the guy who, through, this is on Tinder, most of these Tinder stories, met the guy who I think was sitting on the fence as to whether or not he was 
wanted to be gay or straight and was probably like still kind of like testing the waters and thought, I don't know, maybe if he dated enough on Tinder, it might sway him one way or another. Like I legitimately sat down at the bar where we agreed to meet for a drink and I looked at him and I'm like, this is my gay best friend right now. Like he's about to be my gay best friend. There's no way that this man is straight. And so, and, and ultimately, obviously that didn't work out. We kept in touch for a while. And for me, I felt like he was my gay best friend. There would be nothing more than that. And I I think he was kind of trying to, you know, uh, figure himself out. Exactly. Um, I had the gentleman that met, you know, did the Tinder date and went, uh, Starbucks was my usual spot, right? For the, it was like public spot safety first, right? So that we can meet for a coffee. And he was, he looked like um, George Clooney. I remember I was like, oh my God, I'm at the love of my life. This is it. Like, you know, this is, I'm going to marry this man. He's so good looking and um, sat down, had a cup of coffee. It was great. Went on a few dates. It was great. It was really going in a really nice direction. And then all of a sudden he started ghosting, right? Oh, you know, I, I, I had this business trip. I forgot to tell you about it. Sorry, I didn't call you. So it's kind of started with that. So I was like, here we go. Right. Mm-hmm. And um, lo and behold, I, I normally don't like to do the let me Google and see who this person is or let me check them on Facebook. Right. I normally don't do that because uh-huh. I, I want to give them a chance and give myself a chance to get to know them without any distraction or any kind of Lo and behold, when Uh-oh. he started doing the uh, ghosting, I get on Facebook, little Google here, little Google there. My man was living with a woman. Oh. They, she, I figured out who she was because I'm the master. If you want to hire me, you want to hire me for any kind of investigation, I'm the one. Let me tell you, I know how to do it all. And I found out, I found who she was. I found her Facebook page, couple photos. Their, her profile photo was of the two of them. They were, I mean, and then I started because her thing was mostly public. I started lining up when he was disappearing. His disappearing acts lined up with when she was around or not, right? Um, you know, when she went with her sister on a vacation, lo and behold, that was the weekend that we were together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was a lot of that. Yeah, it was. It was, you know, that. And so, you know, that was here in 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 Miami. A, a lot of that type of stuff, right? Yeah. They kind of come in, you know, knight in shining armor. Everything looks great on the surface, and then lo and behold, they are, you know, dealing with a baby mama. They're living with somebody. They're not really divorced. Oh my goodness! Yeah, it was crazy. Well, tell me. Vanessa, now you had all those crazy experiences, which a lot of people do, unfortunately. So tell us where you are now, like when it comes to love. So, and it's taken me a long time, I guess, to figure it out because I turned 50 this year, right? And I I should be embarrassed to say that it took me that long to figure it out. But, you know, I'm kind of proud of that, I guess. I had a lot of years under my belt. Um, I'm in a relationship with a gentleman... Yes. That's still a celebration, right? So how did you transition or how did you meet this guy? Like, how did you go from all these crazy experiences, right? And not like swear off men for life and like meet this guy that now you've decided to be in an exclusive relationship with? What was that? Well, I did swear off men for life. 
I did because, okay, so quickly, I, um, about two and a half years ago, mm-hmm. I w- kind of circled back to a relationship with someone that I had been doing long distance with in and out for a period of time, for a number of years. So it was like an on again, off again. And he was, that's a, you have, you have time for a drink. That's a whole nother story uh, that we could talk about at another time. But that relationship was actually quite toxic. And that's why it was always kind of up and down and in and out and all of that. And we kind of made another go at it and it was horrible. It turned out when I was visiting him up in New York um, that he was in a relationship with someone else unbeknownst to me, right? My grandmother, I'm Puerto Rican. My grandmother would always say, amor de lejo is amor de pendejo. So in other words, long distance love is always the love of idiots, right? Like you just, it's, it's difficult. I mean, it's not to say that it doesn't work. I mean, I know people that it's worked for, but mm-hmm. chances are there's a lot of room for, for nonsense. So when I found out during that trip that, that he had this other woman who showed up at his door while I was in his place. Yeah. Because he had ghosted her and she went on like a little, uh, a mission and she, Hey, we all have been that person. Okay. I, I have too. I have scale buildings, like, <laughs> like no joke, exactly. And my cat suit, like suction cups, like, hello. Yes, I thought so. So, <laughs> so um, I came back to Miami devastated, completely devastated and heartbroken. I was like, you know what? I give up. Mm. I swear off all men. I'm not going to do this to myself anymore. I'm getting too old. I want to enjoy my life. I want to stop living, waking up in pain every day or with heartbreak or with doubt or with whatever it was, anxiety that I was going through. And I'm like, enough of it. I'm going to travel. I'm going to focus on my work. I'm going to make myself healthy and take care of my. I had this long, beautiful, curly hair. I lost half my hair. I had no nails. Like I was constantly sick and just not feeling well. It was awful. It affected everything in my life. So about two months after that, I'm leaving work, running to go to an appointment and I have a flat tire. And so there's this company that turned out it was a tow truck company that's right across the street from my office, but I didn't know what they did there. I just saw a lot of cars in there. So I thought, oh, maybe they could fix a tire. So I go running over there bump into this man who comes out at me like why are you in this yard you're not supposed to be in here and I was like oh damsel in distress I have a flat tire I'm running late for a meeting blah 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 whatever he's like okay I'll, I'll, I'll check it out don't worry so checks it out helps me with the tire whatever we exchange numbers because he had to take it somewhere he's like you're gonna have to get all your tires changed blah 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 and then that was it and I was like wow isn't God good look at that like angels out there looking out for me and you know I'm still going through my morning so I'm just sort of like anything that's good and positive in my life I was like really appreciating it right so um a week later, I get a text and it's him. And he's like, hey, just wanted to check in. Did you get the four new tires? Make sure everything is good. And, and I said, oh, yes, yes, I did. I did. And we chit-chatted. And then that led to, would you like to go to dinner? And I was like, yeah, sure, whatever. He's like, how about tonight? And I'm like, yeah, sure. And that was it. And we went to dinner. And I had zero expectations because I'm still on this. I'm swearing off all men, but I'm just allowing positive, good things to come in, right? He treated me nice. He took care of my car. He took me to dinner. One dinner led to the next dinner, led to the next dinner. And two and a half years later, we bought a place together, which we're moving into in a couple of months. We're having some remodeling work done. 
And he's been, he's been absolutely wonderful. He's been, I mean, honestly, of all the dating experiences of all the loves lost and the ones that I thought were the one and that left me heartbroken and, and, and decimated basically, mm-hmm. you know, if I went down my checklist and of who I thought I was going to be with and how they were going to be and what they were going to look like or whatever, he probably fits half the checklist, you know, and the rest of it doesn't matter because what he brings to the table is so much better than I could ever have imagined. Right. Wow. Yeah. He's been really just a gentleman loving. He's in it. He's in it for the long haul. He's in it because he wants to be not because he's forced to be. We have no drama, zero drama. He has the, an ex-wife from many years ago. And they have a grown son who just turned 24 years old, who, who loves me, calls me mom. And wow. I never had children. So I don't bring any of that to the table, but we have a very peaceful, wholesome, loving life. And I never in my life thought I'd get there uh, based on everything that I've, that I've been through. But you know, everything that I've been through kind of still lingers, right? And some of it still sticks. And um, I brought a lot of that into this relationship. That's why I'm saying he's such a good man because at the beginning I was a crazy one, right? Um, and he was just like, yeah, you crazy, but I love you, but <laughs> you're crazy. But, but it was because I was so scared. Mm-hmm. I was suffering from PTSD. Literally, I call it PTSD from my bad former relationships. And I went into it, like I said, no expectations. But once I started seeing going in a certain direction, I was like waiting for the shoe to drop. Right. It's coming. It's coming. That was my mindset was always like, I know it's going to come. Oh, wait, he said he's going to do this. No, he's not. Watch. He's just not going to show. And then he would show. And everything that he said he would do, he would do. Wow. Right. He was very consistent. He was very much a man of his word. Like he never let me down, but I was always waiting for him to. Right. So, you know, it's, it's kind of like, and I, I say, you know, how do you in relationships when you come from so much damage, right. Come into something good and recognize it as good. And as I always say, like, go like God, right. And allow myself to be loved properly because over all those years of all the crazy dating and bad relationships, I forgot what it felt like to be loved properly. I had to, in this relationship, re-educate myself. And I still struggle with that. I still kind of wake up in disbelief, like, is this really my life? And is it really this good? Because I got used to it always being so bad. Yeah. Right. Oh goodness. And, so and you're not alone with that, right? They're- right. There are many women, which, you know, not only am I the president, I am a client, right? So I'll, I'll, I'll tell you that when my husband and I first started out, I was surprised when he would call. <laughs> like that's, I'm like, man, my bar was set low. You know? yes, like, yes. Wow, the phone's actually ringing and he's calling me. He said, let's go on a date and then showed up. And so something that I did and continue to do through the process is understand that I am a wanted woman, right? Very simply, right? And I I believe every woman is a wanted woman. And and in believing that, I've conditioned my mind to say, you know what, I I am a prize. There's something special about me because, you know, those past experiences kind of whittle down 
on our self-worth, our self-esteem and how we see ourselves when it comes to love. Boardroom, different story. Uh, love life, like, you know, am I, am I really valuable? You know, and so a part of that, I love that you're a woman of faith is, is, is really engrossing myself in scripture and what God says about me, right? And then on the other side, it's really that reminder and mantra that I am wanted. And then now the man in front of me is to remind myself he has only shown me that he's here for me. So it's setting up those reminders of what has he shown me? So, so in comparison to God, right? Sometimes we go through some stuff. I'm like, oh, well, I got to go through this. And then you look back at, well, you know, look at what he's brought me through. Well, you know what, God, you are consistent. You always come through. So that's the same thing when, when you're in a relationship. It's like, wow, what has he shown me? He's shown me that he's consistent. He's shown me that he's here for me. He's shown me that he loves me. He's actually put into uh, progress us building a life together. So let me focus on that versus the negative crap that comes into my mind, which 90% of our thoughts are negative anyway. So instead of focusing on that, let me maybe make a list of all the things that he's shown me. So when I start to have these doubting thoughts, it's like, all right, let me just, ah, that's right. Here's my simple reminders that I'm a wanted woman and that he wants to be with me. Very simple. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's, it's been a journey mm. and what this relationship has allowed me to do is kind of, I felt like I was drowning. That's the best way to put it. I always felt like I was drowning, mm -hmm. like never, never, being able to come up for a breath of air to to reset and to kind of look at my surroundings and understand where I needed to do the work mm -hmm. right to help myself because I was always so caught up in some sort of drama and some relationship drama that just kept uh, damaging me and damaging me and pushing me down and making me feel so worthless right mm -hmm. and small so what what he's allowed me this gentleman has allowed me to do is come up for air and not just come up for air, but get out of the water, lay on the beach, take some sun mm. and, yes. <laughs> and, um, and refocus, mm. get my hair back, you know, let my nails grow long and take care of me and go through my self healing focus on work, which has been so um, uh, extraordinarily busy con considering the pandemic, we actually did quite well in, in my business. And, um, and, and, it's, and it's been growing, right? And I've been able to be present and contribute and grow in my career path in a way that I hadn't in such a long time um, because I felt stunted. Everything in my life stunted. My hair stunted, my nails stunted, my career was getting stunted. My finances were, were becoming stunted because I was spending money on the wrong things, always trying to you know, keep that relationship in New York going or keep something going. Mm. Now I'm debt-free. I own a home. I have money in the bank. I, it, it's unbelievable. Like I said, my career is, is going extremely well. I'm able to deal with any challenges in a very uplifting and positive way, right? Um, and I've gotten better at the PTSD. It was bad at the beginning. I was always kind of, like I said, looking for the shoe to drop and looking for him to, to screw up. And, you know, it's been now long enough that he's, he's taught me how to be gentle to myself. Nice. And I wasn't for so long, you know. I, I appreciate that. So just for our listeners, 
you are making more money, you're healthier and you're happier. Because you know, there's always that thought of, oh, when I get to this level, then right. I'll pay attention to men or then I'll be yeah. open to a relationship. It's like yeah. the right guy doesn't bring you down. He uplifts you. So yeah. I, I absolutely appreciate that. And, and you know, uh, so what I get nervous about when I say things like this, it's like, I, I didn't need a man right. to get to this point. And I, you know, I don't need a relationship in order to help me, you know, get healthy. It just so happened that in my journey, after I swore off men and was going at it on my own, this person was put in my path. And honestly, I look at it more so than just a relationship from a romantic standpoint. I feel like the universe or God put this man in my path to be my uh, champion, to be my support, to be my friend, to teach me things and help me learn more about myself. It so happens that it's a man of which I have a relationship with. It could very well have been a, a woman put in my path to but help me go through that, but it wasn't, right? But it wasn't. And, and, I, and I don't mean a woman in a relationship standpoint. I mean, as a friend, as a bestie, as a whatever that may have stepped right. in and taken, helped take me to the different level. But in this case, it was a man. Yeah. And, and it just so happens he's my partner, right? Yeah. Um, and, and all of that together has helped me grow and, and be better, mm-hmm. you know? So it's, it's, it's been a blessing in, in a sense. And finally, I feel like at 50 years old, I've kind of figured it out, you know? So love is still possible at 50. You can still grow at 50. You can yes. have the business and the relationship that you want at 50. So, you know? Yes. Love it. I love it. Oh my goodness. All right. Absolutely. So how can people find you if they want to connect with you? How can people find you, Vanessa? So my, uh, I'm on Instagram, uh, VNYCE30 is my Instagram channel. I actually also launched like a little uh, show. It's called On the Nine with Vanessa Condi. And that's another, there's a page for that and a website and all of that. And yeah. that page is, is more about not just inspiring or, or helping women through storytelling. It's for, it's for everyone. The whole, there's a whole storyline behind On the Nine and it's about friendships and, and, and experiences here in Miami. All right. Well, thank you so much for, for being here and for everyone listening in. Thank you so much. Please do subscribe, leave five stars, show us some love and share with a friend. In the meantime, keep loving, keep laughing, keep living. Have you ever wondered what to talk about on a date? Like gotten stumped about what to ask, what conversation to have? I know that's why I created the love deck. This is the 60 questions I believe you should ask before choosing the one. And on the other side, affirmations just for you. Check it out. Everybody loves them. And don't forget to tag me in how it goes. Bye.